When you're almost famous, you just might find yourself live on air on WATD. Hour two of Almost Famous begins now. And welcome to the second hour of Almost Famous here on 95.9 WATD, introducing you to the world of local music from bands and musicians right here on the South Shore into Boston and all over New England. Brought to you each week by Tiny and Sons Glass. Route 53 Pembroke online at tinyandsons.com. We are on the tiny stage right now and in studio on the tiny stage, we say hello to Boston Catalano. Boston, how you doing? I'm great, John. How are you doing? I am doing fantastic. It has been way too long since we've seen you here last. So uh, what's new in your world? Um, uh, Mike and I started a new band. We're playing in a new rock tune band. Excellent. And uh, we're playing. We have some great shows coming up. We're playing uh, for Bows up in New Jersey. And then we're heading to Boston. And then we are going out to Times Square, New York. Excellent. We have some exciting. I'll give you those dates later. Perfect. So uh, it has been a while since you've been here. So for those who might not know who you are, tell us who is Boston Catalano. It's a loaded question, I know. I know. I told you that the last time I was here. I said, hey, John, that's ridiculous. Um, But the world needs to know. Yeah, I do. I'm a singer-songwriter. I'm also a a lead lead vocalist for my rock band. So I guess I do. And I also uh, do a bit of writing. So, And I'm a family woman. That's very cool. Yeah. Speaking of writing, I, I understand there's uh, there's some original music about to uh, be released soon to the world. It actually was released today on CD Baby for most of the world, uh, save the Asian continent. Uh, but that will be coming within the next month or so. But uh, you can download it from CD Baby or within the next few days it will be launched on iTunes, Spotify and every other digital distribution uh, platform available. Very cool. Well, we're just a 3,000-watt radio station, so I don't think we quite reach the, uh, the Asian area, but uh, if we do, it's, it's, a, it's a good night for, for uh, radio signals. Well, you are streaming, That right? is true, yes. So you, don't, you never know. You never <laughs> that know. That is true. That is very true. And I, I, I'm digging the sound we're hearing from you. It sounds like you're, uh, you're like on stage at some major arena. What, what, are we, uh, what are we listening to you through tonight? Uh, I used my Bose Tone Match tonight. To mix, uh, Mike Visconti is in studio with me today playing some guitar, and I'm playing guitar, so I have a three-channel mixer that I'm using, and uh, it's very exciting because this is what I use for my live shows. All right, so we're going to get the full uh, Boston Catalano experience tonight. Can we uh, hear a song? What are you going to share with us first? I'm going to start it out with Let It Roll. Okay, let's hear it. We have Boston Catalano and Mike Visconti in studio tonight. It's all yours. Take it away. Thanks, John. Let it roll, let it roll 
that second coming In my heart there plays a beat And it's a drum and I let it roll Let it roll, let it go Let it roll on Let it roll on Let it roll Austin Catalano wins studio tonight here on 95.9 WATD. Awesome job on that. Hey, thanks, John. That was very cool. So are you a Virgo? I am a Virgo. Okay. Well, happy birthday. Oh, thanks so much. <laughs> very cool. Tell us about that song, if you would. Uh, that song, Let It Roll, I wrote uh, in, uh, I think it was the first song that Michael Carroll and I recorded for Body of Work. So, uh, and we filmed our, the music video on the Duxbury Powder Point Bridge. With a whole bunch of cool chicks, including two of my sisters. That's very cool. Mm-hmm. So you made this album with Michael Carroll. Every track on the album has an accompanying video. Tell us how that happened. Um, well, actually, Michael Carroll and I met when we did the Dirty Water tribute at Joe Merrick's studio. I remember that day. And he chased me out to my car and he said, hey, I make videos. And then it took a little while for us to come up with a, a plan, but we came up with a plan, and our plan was to release uh, a music video every two weeks once we started launching. And uh, we took about a year's time. We did 10 songs, 10 videos, or that was what we said we were going to do. I think we ended up doing 17 in a year's time. It was a big uh, bite to try to chew and swallow. That's why it took this long to release it. <laughs> And you were telling me off air how you raised the money for this project, which I think is phenomenal. Yeah, actually, um, I ran some open mic nights at that time. I was also in a bunch of different bands, but I was running open mic nights. So every Monday and Tuesday, I ran open mic nights and I would get paid and I would turn around and just bring it into the studio. And my entire album was funded from the open mic nights that I did at uh, Luciosos in the Waterfront. Awesome. Yeah. Now, going into the recording session, did you have all of these songs prepared? Are these songs that you already had written? Or are these songs that, you know, maybe came to be as you were recording? Uh, well, we actually, there were a couple of songs I had already written. There were a couple of songs that we wrote along the way that Michael Carroll and I came up with as we went. There were a couple of songs that we borrowed from my back catalog. Joe Merrick and I did a co-write, Stronger. And then uh, I actually pulled probably one of the first songs I ever wrote can't remember when ended up on the album that's awesome now when you so when you wrote can't remember when uh, can't remember when how do you think your songwriting has evolved from that song up until some of the newer songs that you wrote for the project i'm sad to say i think i've gotten worse really why do you say that i just i didn't have i had no clue about rules or format or anything and so there was a freedom in that and i just sort of went with that freedom back then and now you know now i double check and i oh is that is that in the right key or does that work i have a lot of second guessing that comes later in life because then i had no idea what i was doing so do you think the the experimental music was a little bit more more you than the newer stuff i think it's all me but i but in my own opinion if i could go back and just keep on writing then like more and more tracks i would have capitalized on that now, how do you how do know no, if you could elaborate a little bit more because I find this fascinating. So, what do you mean by by uh, by more experimental in the early days? Well, I had no idea what what a key was. I didn't know. I knew three chords on the guitar. Then I learned a fourth, and then I'm like, oh, that sounds cool together. That sounds really cool. And I was just sitting in my dorm room, just trying to figure it out. I didn't have anybody telling me that works or that doesn't work. So I just made it work. 
And I didn't figure out until later that some of the stuff isn't exactly, some of it's not exactly the way it ought to be, but it just is. And it sounds cool, too. Yeah. <laughs> cool, cool. That is awesome. We have Boston Catalano in studio tonight. Speaking of uh, different bands and different projects, what do you have coming up? You've got some dates to share with us. Oh, yes, I do. Uh, we're going to be in uh, Blacklist. My band is going to be in uh, New, Brunswick, New Brunswick, New Jersey on uh, October 14th, which is coming up. And then after that, we're going to be on November 4th. We're going to be in Boston at the Guitar Center. And then November 18th, we're going to be in New York Times Square at the Guitar Center. Not bad at all. Not at all. Uh, We are showcasing the Bose F1 Flexible Array loudspeaker system, which is a setup that's supposed to be unbelievably rocking in your face for your band. Very cool. Much like Boston is tonight. Oh, I hope so. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. Can we hear another song? Yeah, I think we're going to do a cover. All right, let's hear it. Cool. Nice, a Kings of Leon tune there. Boston, Catalano, and Mike Visconti in studio tonight on 95.9 WATD. Nice job on that. Hey, thanks. I love Kings of Leon. I do, too. They're rocking. So tell us about your, your musical background, Boston. Who did you grow up listening to and who are you listening to today besides Kings of Leon? Um, uh, I grew up listening to a lot of Christian music. I was raised in a Christian school, so a lot of Christian music and a lot of country music. Um, my, I, I worked at a farm and the trainer said, horses only like country music. 
So I was kind of raised on that sort of vibe. I did not meet rock and roll until I was a little bit older, although I have a distinct memory playing paper dolls when I was little, listening to White Snake on a radio with like a, a coat hanger for a, an antenna. <laughs> and I was like, what is this? What is this, White Snake? And uh, here I go again. It's like one of my favorite songs of all time. That's it, cool. You play that song? Uh, I do. I won't today, but I do. <laughs> uh, and right now, actually, I'm digging the new Killers, and I'm in love with the darkness. Very cool. I am as well. Yes. You sent me a track by them recently. That's solid gold. Amazing. Yes. 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 They're coming to Boston April 22nd. Actually. Are you going? Yes. Of course. Yeah. I want to open. Stupid question. I want to open, but we'll see how that works out. So either way, you're going to go. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I already have my ticket. So does a Mike. Awesome. <laughs> Boston, what's your website if people want to check you out online? Uh, you could find me on Facebook. That's a great way to find me, uh, Boston Catalano. You could find me on uh, Instagram. I'm a little bit more difficult to find. I'm under Art Science Experiments. I have a lot of lyrics up there. I also have a Boston Catalano account, but it's sort of dormant for now. And then uh, another great way to get connected with me is on LinkedIn because I've been using that as a platform for social media recently. You are the first musician to come on this show and say, check me out on LinkedIn. So that's very cool. Hey, that's really cool. Well, I'm a professional, aren't I? You're very true. Yes, you mm -hmm. are. And I am as well. We do have to pay some bills, so we have to take a quick time out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, John, you're clever. I need to get my paycheck, so this is going to help with that. And now uh, we have more with Boston Catalano and Mike Visconti on the other side of this break. This is radio so strong. I never miss. Ooh. It'll expand your mind and inflate your ego. Boy, that is strong. Almost Famous on 95.9 WATD. And it is 22 minutes past 9 o'clock here on 95.9 WATD. My name is John Shea. We are in studio tonight with Boston Catalano and Mike Visconti. How are you guys doing? We're doing great. Hey, Mike, you want to say something? Want to say hello? Just say hi. Hey, yeah. I don't know if my mic... Oh, there it is. There you go. Now you're on. Hey. How's everybody doing? <laughs> Very nice. What's up with you, man? Not too much. What mic are you on? What color is that? I can't see from I'm you. I'm on yellow. You're on yellow. Okay, let me turn the other ones down. There we go. Now we should be able to hear you nice and clear. Nice. Very cool. So, Mike, tell us about your background. What, what, what got you into music? Oh, uh, Van Halen, back in the day. The Hagar day is the uh, the David Lee Roth day. It started with David and then Sammy. I like every Van Halen, as long as Eddie's on it. And they've got Boston ties too. What's his name? Gary Sharon. Gary Sharon. Did some stuff with Van Halen too. Yep, that was one of my favorite bands, Extreme. Hometown Boys. They just played last week. Very nice. And I think, um, is it Greg Sharon? I think lives in Hummerock. Oh, yeah? One of those guys. One of the Sharon brothers. One of his brothers, yeah. What are you playing for a guitar tonight? Tonight I got the 314 CE. Nice. How about you, Boston? What are you playing in there? I'm playing a nice Fender. Now, now tell us about this rig that you brought with us, because it sounds amazing. Uh, this is the Tone Match, and what I really like about the Tone Match is that it's uh, digital, and you can save your settings. So if I, Mike and I play acoustic, I can save how I like us to sound with our mix there, and then I also use it with the full band, and I save my settings for the full band. So it kind of takes the thinking out of it, and uh, I can save any sort of effects on it. It's got all sorts of effects right in it, which is pretty cool. It's made by Bose, and it works with all the Bose equipment. Sounds cool. Yeah. And tell us about the uh, new album that was just released around here. Which new album? Don't you have a new album out? Oh, well, yeah. Or am I thinking about somebody else? Oh, no. That, that's <laughs> oh, yeah. That's what I was just talking about. Yeah, huh? Uh, Body of Work. Yes, that was that's the, the one. That was the uh, the digital release, yes. But uh, the videos start. We started releasing the videos back in 2014, so it took us a little while to finish the album up. And actually, uh, Michael and I still have a couple songs on the drawing board that we're sort of tweaking and taking our time working on. Now, the big question is: Is an album that's not an album still an album? I don't know. I don't. I I, I guess it was like uh, if originally. A, if it's not a CD, if it's not a cassette, if it's not a record. If it's digital only, is that still an album? Yeah, I mean, it comes as a set, right? That's I mean, true. people can download one <laughs> song at a time, or they can download the whole album. And we'd prefer that you download the whole album. That would be great. <laughs> On CD, baby. Because it's a better price point than iTunes, if you want to know. That's true. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Well, let's hear another one of those songs, Boston. What are we going to hear next? Uh, this is a tune called Barely Breathing. It's an original. All right. 95.9 WATD. It's all yours.
for my dying breath But that hasn't happened yet And no, you didn't get the best I thought if I lost you Maybe my heart would fly For all the love I had inside But now my heart is how it's Very nice. It's getting choked out by my headphones during that song. <laughs> couldn't even tell. Yeah, I didn't have them on, so I hope it, I couldn't hear the playback whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> it was perfect. That is uh, Boston Catalano in studio tonight before the headphones strangled her. Mm-hmm. What was that song about? Barely breathing. Yeah. Uh, it's about uh, being in a suffocating relationship. Like those headphones. Yeah, and actually, that's kind of ironic. <laughs> is that a newer song or an older song? Uh, I don't know when I wrote that song, actually. Uh, a couple years ago, maybe. Very nice. Yeah. And is that uh, going to be uh, on the uh, collection of songs that you can get on Body of Work? It is not, actually. That is going to be my next release. That's going to be a single release. It's off of my next uh, to-be-named album. Very nice. Mm-hmm. How many songs um, into that are you at the moment? Maybe not you know, recorded, but written. Uh, I actually have been uh, fooling around demoing everything on GarageBand. Once I figured out how to do that somewhere late in 2015, uh, I just kind of went nuts. And I probably have something along the lines of 30 to 50 demoed songs. I don't know. I'd have to go look. Um, And so I have a, a few albums lined up. Different styles. Some of them are like dance some of them are rock, some of them are acoustic, so it's all different style and stuff like that. But uh, I, I get to do all the engineering, which is great, and Mike will play on whatever, so that's great too. Nice. I like having that. Is a great uh, Mike is a great artist to be able to write with. When did you realize that you could write and play music for a living? Uh, I think it was probably right before I did the that that most recent album. Because I was playing in a multiple of bands. I had a country band. I had, I played in Johnny and the Dolls with uh, John Shabater and Haley Sabella. 
And I also played in a rock band, and I was doing solo stuff, duo stuff. I was just kind of whatever I could do as much as I could possibly do. And uh, I started getting better by playing with better musicians. And right after the album, I, I didn't realize that doing that many songs and that many videos and that many shows in a year's time would burn me out so much. But I did take about a year off after that. So... Uh, I, I went back to uh, giving some horseback riding lessons for a little while before I decided that it was ready to start putting my toes out in the scene again. That's very cool. Mm-hmm. Now, tell us about the, the studio process. What was that like, you know, being in the studio and seeing these these creations of yours come to life? What was, tell us about that experience, Boston, if you would. Um, it was, it's exciting actually, because a lot of the songs I would write on my acoustic guitar and I would bring it into the studio. And at the time, Michael Carroll would come up with these great ideas of things that he wanted to put into the song or the vibe that he wanted the song to have. And I was excited about being able to create like that and put the videos together. So I said, let's just do it. Let's do whatever song, whatever song asks for whatever it needs. Let's just do it. So we got to paint quite a canvas. Everything from, I think, California, which is one of my favorite songs off the album, uh, to we did Sink or Swim. We recorded at Joe Merrick's studio. We did with a live band. That was fun. Um, but it, really, every song is a little bit different. It asks for a little bit of a different recipe, and that's what's exciting about getting in the studio because you can do whatever you want. And you mentioned Stronger early on. You said that was a co-write with Joe Merrick. Was that something that came naturally, or did you have to really work to, uh, to collaborate and share the songwriting responsibilities? Um, that's actually a funny story, because that song originally was called The Fifth, and I recorded it, uh, a demo of it in uh, San Diego with my cousin Tone Catalano, and he engineered it for me, and we came up with a really nice mix for it. And Joe heard it and said, I want to rewrite that and redo it. And so we rewrote it and put it together um, with a video. And the video ended up winning the Limelight um, Award for Best best Solo Video for that year. Right. Which I was great. remember yeah. that. Yeah. That was very cool. So the, the album seems to, to bridge genres of music. Um, tell us how, how that kind of happened, if you would. Not, not to, to really dwell on the album, but I love the, the songs that are on there and I love how you have some that are, you know, straightforward, almost, you know, borderline metal tunes and others that are, you know, real acoustic piano ballads. Well, I guess that that, with the title Body of Work, I think that came with the territory. I agree. I don't just play one style of music. I like a lot of styles of music. And I was really excited when we did Space, when Michael Carroll and I wrote Space for the Heartbreak because that completely was a pop song and I had never done a pop song before. And that was unbelievable to pull through because Michael came up with this awesome soundscape and sent it to me. And I sat in my backyard and I wrote all the lyrics sitting on a blanket with, you know, tear-stained pages and the whole, the whole nine yards and the whole thing. And then within a week, we had the final recorded product. And then within two weeks, we had the video, which was pretty crazy because that video is one of the coolest ones on the album. With the two, We got two horses and two dogs and... Two crazy chicks riding through the woods. Excellent. Uh, so I want to talk more about the videos, but can we hear another song maybe before sure. we get to that? I like that. What's next on your set list tonight? We're going to do a unique version of a Cheryl Crow song. Okay, let's hear it. Boston Catalano, Mike Visconti, 95.9 WATD, all yours.
Nice, Boston Catalano. Mike Visconti in studio tonight on the tiny stage. How do you pick your covers, Boston? Because, uh, as you mentioned, that was a very unique rendition of a Cheryl Crow tune. Well, that particular song has a story behind it for how I picked it and why I picked it. But it was the first song I ever played in front of an audience. I played it at a talent show at my university in Missouri. And I got so scared, my legs and my hands shook the whole time. And I had to strum my way through it. And it was probably one of the most terrifying experiences I've ever had. And uh, then I came back later and I played it at a couple coffee shops. And I've been told by a lot of people I play it wrong. That's why I say it's unique. Because I don't play it the way that it is originally played. But it's still, I do it my way. And uh, the rest of the covers, I think they sort of pick me. I don't really pick them. Great answer. Mm-hmm. So, Body of Work, 17 songs? Yeah, a lot of them uh, still haven't seen the light of day. I mean, if you think, uh, I, we have 10 on the album. And then uh, my friend Anne Catherine, my aunt, my friend Anne Catherine from Germany actually uh, recorded a message that I put on as an 11th track. So that's up on CD Baby as well. She recorded it in her beautiful German language. Awesome. I think I met her once. Yeah, I think you met her more than once. At uh, one of the open mics at some point along the way. Mm-hmm. So when you're making these videos, how do you, uh, who comes up with the concept and how do they go from, you know, here's the song, here's the video that matches and here's how we get, you know, everything kind of tied together and, and uh, out, out to, the, uh, to the world on the internet? Uh, I'd like to tell you that we had a huge team working on all those videos and coming up with concepts and all those things, but uh, one of the beautiful things about working with Michael Carroll was the creative control was completely in my hands so whatever idea I came up with we just ran with and that was great at at certain points in time I I was like oh well I wish I had a bigger team but then I you lose control when you are giving jobs out to other people so um, for the most part I did all of the treatments with Michael Carroll, we came up with when we were going to shoot and how we were going to get it done, and then we brought in a couple assistants as we needed. Uh, Mike was helpful in a lot of the videos. My mom was key, of course, because she's the, she's the woman. And um, I, like I said, my sisters came and guested in a couple of them. But uh, one of the videos that never aired, we filmed on Browns Bank, which is a disappearing landmass off of the Plymouth coast. And that was exciting because we wanted to get it at sunrise and we boated out there with my friend Marco. And uh, it was horrifyingly cold. It was the first video that we tried to uh, film. I brought my black Takamini out onto the landmass and jumped out of the boat in a red dress. And uh, the footage is still yet to see the light of day, but I know Michael has it somewhere on some drive. Nice. So is that, uh, is that a possibility that might, uh, that might surface on YouTube at some point? Possibly. Actually, the song that that was originally intended for was Sink or Swim. Okay. 
And uh, Sink or Swim was originally going to be in just an acoustic song, and it was a slow acoustic song. And then we switched it up and went with the full band, which is was a way better choice because it was uh, it's meant to have that dance rock vibe. And I think the uh, the WHD lobby microphone is uh, making a cameo appearance in that video too. It sure is. It sure is. Thanks for that, John. Oh, of course. <laughs> That was Michael Carroll at, at, I think, a 1 a.m. text message. Hey, can I borrow the microphone? I don't think that guy ever stops thinking. No, I don't think he does either. No. Where is he tonight, by the way? Uh, I think he's in Maine right now, is actually. He really? Yeah, he's house-sitting in Maine and enjoying some peace and quiet. Got to get him back here one of these days. Yep, he's a fun guy to be around. So I, I do remember seeing those videos and seeing the posts. Uh, you, you had friends doing makeup, and you had, uh, like you said, you had... Some of the friends as the uh, the guest stars, and I also noticed that uh, your uh, was your Lincoln made a, a cameo appearance in some of those videos too. My what? Was it your Lincoln? Is that what you had your your car? Oh, my Lincoln! Yeah, my Lincoln, my gold town car. That's yes. correct. Yes, I was very happy. We went over the Powder Point Bridge. My sisters were hanging out of the sunroof in the window, and having a good time. I pick, we picked up Diana Inez on the road, heading out to Duxbury Beach. That was fun. Allie was in the video. Allie did my makeup for Alchemy. So. Yeah, it was kind of a, a nice group of girls. And that was uh, the first video we released, and I wanted it to have that fun that fun pop vibe. Speaking of Diana, who are you listening to on the local scene right now? Mm-hmm. Let me think about that for one second. Aaron Carey, Hebe Westwood, Chris Baroni, Edan Diane. Good answers. Yeah. They're all great. I just heard uh, Hebe played some original songs last night at the open mic night. I thought that blew my mind, you know, and uh, Aaron Carey's a wizard on the guitar, so he's fun. Chris Baroni's an animal on the drums. He plays in Blacklist with us, and uh, he plays in other outfits as well, and Edan plays with Monk Duaney in a couple of different outfits, and uh, he also plays bass in our band. Oh, Matt Johnson. Matt Johnson, I went to high school with him. He, he actually uh, a, a couple times has filled in for Edan when Edan can't play bass for us. Now, let's talk about that, the band, the full band, Blacklist. Mm-hmm. What is that band all about? Oh, my God, it's a good time. We, uh, we, when Mike and I decided we wanted to get back to the rock and roll scene, I think it was this year in May, we had a little discussion, and it, all it took was us agreeing on a name. I think it took us a couple of years to even agree on a name. We finally agreed on a name. And then I think two or three days later, Chris reached out to Mike and said, hey, you want to do something with Boss? Let's do something. And it sort of came together and we had our first show within a month. And uh, it was great because we had uh, Mike, Chris, and Edan have been playing together since like the early 90s. They were, they used to play at Sean O'Toole's back when it was around. And uh I can't ask to be playing with better musicians. They really make me a better musician. And my request was, I don't want to play guitar. I just want to be a front man. And that has been a whole brand new life form for me because even in my last rock band, I would pick up the guitar and play. So I like to dance. I like to do headstands on stage. I mean, you name it, I like to do, I like to do it on stage. It's fun. And uh, it's high-energy rock music, so we really enjoy ourselves. And tell us about some of the upcoming dates, if you would. I will again. We are doing uh, New Brunswick, New Jersey. We'll be at the Guitar Center. Um, that will be October 14th. It's a Saturday, and we'll be there at 4 p.m. Uh, all the shows on, our, on the Saturday that I'm listing are at 4 p.m. Uh, the next one will be in Boston at the Guitar Center, November 4th. And then uh, we'll be in New York Times Square at the Guitar Center on November 18th. Excellent. Let's mm-hmm. hear another song. What are All you going right. to play for us next? This is actually a Mike Visconti original we're going to play here. All right. Mm-hmm. It's a, I don't, I'm not going to do any singing because uh, it's an instrumental, so you get to listen up to some guitar. I like it. All right. Take it away.
Very nice. Boston Catalano and Mike Visconti in studio tonight on the tiny stage here on Almost Famous. 95.9 WATD. Incredible job. I think that's a Mike song. Mike original. Uh, heads up. It's called. Ooh. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> Available on iTunes and uh, CD Baby as well. Check it out. Yeah, he's got a bunch of original uh, uh, instrumental music that is great driving music. It is. It's yes. it's very cool. He gave me a CD once. It has like 15 tracks on it, and, it, and it's just killer. It's unbelievable. He's got an un- unbelievable players playing on it, and uh, it's just, it. when I heard it, I was in love with it. Awesome. Mm-hmm. We have to take our final time out of the 9 o'clock hour, but I think we have time for one more song after the break. Does that work for you? That sounds real good to me. Excellent. We have Boston Catalano and Mike Visconti in studio. Peter Black and the Wide World of Blues comes your way at 10 here on WATD. We know a lot about music. Mayflower uh, combined with Philadelphia. No brainer, right? Because this is where the Mayflower landed. History, not so much. I'm not the historian. Let the people in the uh, production booth right. deal with it that one. <laughs> Almost famous on 95.9 WATD. And we're in studio tonight for a few more minutes with Boston Catalano and Mike Visconti. You guys sound incredible tonight. Thanks for coming to Marshfield. Thanks for having us, John. My pleasure. We love coming. We love having you here. So give us the... Uh, the uh, Talk about the album, Body of Work. Where is it available? Body of Work. You can find it on CD Baby. My my site's Boston Catalano, right on CD Baby. You can look me right up on there. Uh, within, within a few weeks, it'll be up on all digital streaming, media, all that stuff. But if you want the album now, check out CD Baby. I have the links on all my social media pages. And the Blacklist show dates. The Blacklist show dates. We have uh, October 14th. We'll be in New Brunswick, New Jersey at the Guitar Center. November 4th, we'll be in Boston at the Guitar Center. And uh, November 18th, we'll be in Times Square at the Guitar Center. Excellent. And what are we closing out the show with tonight? We are going to close out the show with Sink or Swim. All right. Let's hear it. Mm -hmm. Boston Catalano, Mike Visconti, thank you so much again. Get home safely, and we'll talk to you soon. See you soon, John. All right. I've been here before, longing once and more, and I've been 